The Lord be with you. About a week ago, I was bragging to my wife that I had finished my Christmas shopping early this year. That was a mistake. Because my wife said to me, well, what did you get for our daughter? And for those of you who don't know me, my wife and I, we have exactly one child, our daughter, who is at this moment of the age of one year and three months. And so so I said to my wife, I didn't get her anything. And my wife said to me, what? You didn't get a single gift for our daughter? And I said, no, she's barely a year old. Her favorite toy is the Tupperware we put her mashed peas in. I'll give her the wrapping paper from one of our gifts and she'll be happy as a clam. At which point my wife made it abundantly clear to me that I was getting a a gift for my daughter. And at that moment, I also started to think, wait a minute, who is Christmas really for? I thought to myself, is Christmas for children? Is Christmas for the young at heart, for those people who are full of imagination and wonder and delight at everything that is shiny and bright? Are we doing all this for my daughter? Because to tell the truth, she doesn't seem to care all that much. And so I thought a little more about it, and I thought, well, maybe Christmas is for us. Maybe Christmas is for the parents. Maybe Christmas is for people who have children so that they can relive the nostalgia of their youth, so that they can put, pass on their childhood traditions, so that they can prove that they are being a good parent. Maybe Christmas is for us with kids. And then I looked around, and I saw Christmas lights hanging everywhere, and I saw carols playing on the radio and in stores, and I saw people trading Christmas cookies like they were baseball cards. And and I thought, well, maybe it's for more than just people with kids. Maybe Christmas is for those who are joyous. Maybe Christmas is for those who have the time and money to bake and shop. Maybe Christmas is for people with family and friends who want to show the connections that they have. Maybe Christmas is for them to be part of this joyous club. And maybe my wife's concern about me not getting a gift for our daughter, who is just as likely to point to me and say, Dada, as she is to point to the doorknob and say, Dada is that if we don't get her a gift, she won't be part of this joyous club. And after I thought about that for a little bit, I thought, well, maybe I should actually look and see what Scripture says. Maybe I should see what the Bible says and who the Bible says Christmas is for. And so as I looked at the Gospel that we just read, I couldn't help but notice that the angels who are sent to proclaim Christmas are sent not to a king in a castle reclining at a feast. The angels are sent to proclaim Christmas to simple shepherds who are staying up late, tending their flocks by night. And I couldn't help notice that the family to which Jesus is born is not a big, happy family with everyone gathered in the newly painted nursery checking off the list of all the latest parenting trends. No, the family to which Jesus is born are two struggling parents who don't have a place to stay, and so instead of a crib, they place their newborn baby in a manger, which is a feeding trough for farm animals. 
And then I couldn't help but notice that when the prophet Isaiah prophesies the birth of the Messiah, the prophet doesn't say the Messiah will be born to those who are in awe of how wonderful the world is. No, the prophet says that the Messiah will be born to people whose land is in great darkness. And I realized that the way the Bible tells it is that Christmas is for the working stiff who's stuck with the night shift. That Christmas is for the folks who can't be with their family. That Christmas is for the people who are distressed and despairing of all the difficulties in the world and in their lives. Scripture says that Christmas is for them. Not for them alone, but for them first. For when the angel speaks to the shepherd, the angel says, Do not be afraid, for see, I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. For to you this day in the city of David has been born a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. The good news of great joy of Christmas is for all the people, including those people who are comfy and cozy on their vacation this night. But the angels tell the message of Christmas, first saying to those shepherds, to you this day has been born a Savior, to you who are tired and still have work to do. The good news and great joy of Christmas is for all the people, including those people who will gather close with their family this evening. But this day, a Savior is born to you, who have no one for companions other than animals. The good news and great joy of Christmas is for all the people, including those folks who have not a care in the world for whom everything seems easy. But this day is born to you, a Savior. A Savior to you who sit in the deep darkness of despair and grief. To you, Each and every one of you is born a Savior this day. A Savior, I will say, who doesn't take away our darkness, but whose birth is the promise of new life in the midst of it. And that is why we hang up Christmas lights. That's why we will raise high our candles. Not because everything in the world is bright, but because in our darkest hour, In Jesus, God shows us light. To say, when we are feeling alone, or when we are feeling tired, we gather to sing songs of heavenly peace. Not because in this moment all our labors are done, but because... When the angels came to the shepherds, who still had work to do, the shepherds didn't say, let's double down on our shepherding and get more done, even though Jesus would say his own ministry is that of a shepherd. No, the shepherds 
for a moment put a pause to their noble labor. And they just go and admire the beauty of a newborn baby. And so, we gather here tonight in the midst of what is for most of us the most stressful time of the year. We gather and we sing hymns of heavenly peace, not because all our labors are over, but because in this momentary pause we remember that we find our rest in remembering why it is we labor in the first place. Say on this night, we remember that Jesus was born in a manger, which may seem like a lonely place. And indeed, Jesus is a Savior who doesn't take away our sadness at not getting to be with the ones we love. But Jesus is a Savior who teaches us the joy in loving the ones that we are with. And while a manger may seem like a lonely place to start life, Jesus and Mary and Joseph are quickly surrounded not just by farm animals, but by shepherds from magi traveling from afar. This may not be the family that Mary and Joseph had imagined, but they are the family that God forges for them from the gift of Christ. And that is why on Christmas we give each other gifts. Not because we all need more clutter and carbs, but because in giving a gift, you say to someone that they are a gift to you. Giving a gift is a way to remind both the giver and the receiver that they are family, if not by blood, then by love. And so Christmas is not a celebration of those for whom everything is perfect. Quite the opposite. Christmas is the perfect gift to those for whom everything isn't. Because you see, the gift of Christmas is realizing that everything that we have is a gift from God. We wrap our gifts in pretty paper and we put a bow on top to remind each other that no matter what is underneath those decorations, the true gift is the love that gave it. And so I've decided what I'm going to give my daughter for this Christmas. I'm going to take her favorite toy, the Tupperware, and I'm going to wrap it up and put a bow on top. And I'm going to give it to her, and she's going to have so much fun tearing off that wrapping paper, and she's going to take the Tupperware, and she's going to whack it on everything. It's going to be a grand old time. And for me... I will see in that moment the delight she has in rediscovering that ordinary thing that she has always had. But it was made special because it was wrapped in something beautiful that night. And every time I see that Tupperware, I will remember how special every ordinary hour I have with her is. And I will remember that on Christmas, God gave the greatest gift a Savior, in the form of an ordinary child to ordinary parents with ordinary problems and announced it to ordinary shepherds who had to work late. And so my prayer for you this night was that all the music, all the lights, all the decorations might be the wrapping to remind you that you are 
also are a gift. You must be a gift to God, for God has given you a gift this night. For to you this day is born a Savior, the Messiah, the Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen.